What is up, everybody? My name is Ryan Braley, and I'm the pastor here at Central. Welcome to our Reflections Podcast. I'm in studio here in Mike's Beats Laboratory. What's up, Mike? The Twins broke the streak. In case you didn't know, the Twins beat the Blue Jays yesterday. And uh, as my Rockies are in the proverbial basement, I am a, a Twins fan, at least for the postseason here. And uh, I don't know when this podcast episode will be released, but at least today, live, the Twins have won Game 1 and they're on to Game 2, so way to go, Twins. Hey, I did a wedding recently, and there's weddings, you know, in every one of these weddings, the, the couple picks out a, a Bible verse to read, and almost, I mean, I don't know, every one in three, they will often go to Ecclesiastes, one of my favorite books in the whole New Testament. It's this ancient, you know, this ancient Hebrew wisdom, and the poet, the great Coalette, the poet who wrote Ecclesiastes, says this about relationships. And this is why people often pick it for their wedding verse. This is what they say. So it's Ecclesiastes 4, and it's verse 9. In this verse, the writer says, two are better than one. Fair enough. Because they have good return for their labor. And if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. All right, sounds good. But pity anyone who falls down and has no one to help them up. This is why marriage is good. You'll have someone to help you up if you fall down. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. If you're lying in bed alone, it's kind of cold. But if you have someone with you, it can be warm. But how can anyone keep warm alone, the author says. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. So, you know, if you get into a tussle, you get into a scrap, a row, a row. Is it a row or a row? Whatever. If you get into a fight, you know, like you did when you were a kid. Uh, you got you got some backup. You got your crew with you because two are not easily overpowered like just one is. And then it goes on to say that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And anytime I read this at weddings, I always want to chuckle a little bit because it's absolutely a practical guide to romance or friendship or love. It's like, listen, having a good friend or, you know, in the case of a wedding, having a partner for life, a marriage partner, it's just better because, you know, you get, you get better return for your labor. If someone falls down, you'll have someone to help you pick you up. Um, you know, if you want to lay down, it keeps you warmer at night. If you get into a fight, you got some backup at hand. And it makes me laugh because all these reasons are just very practical, like nothing super romantic or magical. It's just, no, no, no. Here's why you want to get married or have a good friend or a partner in life, because it's just better. And here's all these practical reasons why. And it's odd because whenever I talk with people now and I say like, hey, what, like, let's say a romantic relationship. And I talk to them, I say, hey, what do you want your relationship to look like in five years? oftentimes they'll have in their mind this magical notion of like ongoing passion. Like I want my marriage to be full of passion week in and week out, day in and day out. And in five years or 10 years or 20 years, I want my marriage to be full of passion. But but, but here's the problem. This kind of thing like passion and magic, it really comes and goes. And what happens is on the days that it goes, the people in the marriage, they will often think to themselves, well, gosh, the magic has gone, so there must be something wrong with the marriage. Or I often will hear some folks say something like, well, I was in love with so-and-so, and then I fell out of love with them, and the passion is gone, and so the marriage must be, it must have a problem. There's a problem within the marriage, and this couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, really what you want, you don't want to, I mean, this idea of having an ongoing, passionate marriage forever, day in and day out, it's just, it's not actually reasonable or, or, or rational. What you want instead 
is what you might call companionate love. The goal in five years or 10 years or even 20 years is to really be best friends with the person that you're married to. Like this should be the goal, to be best friends. Now, Katie and I accidentally stumbled into this because when we first started hanging out, I got to know her back in like, I think 1998, 100 years ago. And we liked each other, but I, man, I, I was trying to figure my own life out. I had had a, a past, uh, you know, a, a, like a dating history that wasn't the most healthy. And so we were both trying to figure out life and kind of settle some things down. And so we were honestly accidentally friends for about a solid year. And I came to visit her here in Minnesota just as a friend. I was a friend that she had met in Colorado, came to hang out with her, met her family. There was like zero pressure on me at all when I met her dad and her mom and her brothers. And it was super cool. And then we became just really, really good friends. And that friendship accidentally blossomed into what we now, you know, 23 years of marriage. But magic and passion comes and goes. But here's the thing. Best friends who are married will have plenty of passion. It always works out that way. If your goal is to be married to your best friend and to build that companionate kind of love, that holding on for dear life, being best friends, then passion will come. You'll have plenty of passion. But the reality is that if your goal is to have that magical, passionate kind of love, you really can't live like that. I mean, falling in love, if you remember it back when, it's a super intense experience. Like it's physically even a super intense experience. It's like 4th of July in your head all the time. And to live like that every day, to have that be your goal in a marriage would be, it's just too much and you couldn't do it. But being best friends is really the, the way to go. So here's my encouragement. If you're a young person, and you're dating or you're getting sort of, you know, you're sort of get, being romantic or getting romantic, your goal shouldn't be magic and passion day in and day out, but rather it should be this companionate love, a deep friendship. So do things to foster a friendship. And if you're in a marriage currently, what are things that you can do to foster friendship? So do things that are practical and go out and have fun together and be friends. That's the goal because then if that's your goal and you do that and maintain it over time, you'll have plenty of passion and magic at the end of the day, but your goal should be companionate love. So friends, here is to companionate love, to building a friendship that will ultimately bring passion with it. But here's to being good friends with those in your life and those you get married to from now until the end. Bless you guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Hey, if you enjoy this show, I'd love to have you share it with some friends. And don't forget, you are always welcome to join us in person at Central in Elk River at 8.30, which is our liturgical gathering, or at 10 o'clock, our modern gathering. Or you can check us out online at clcelkriver.org. Peace.